Heritage Month. It was an interview with Luis Alamia, which if you haven't checked out, you definitely should. We have some more interviews coming up. Um, they're going to be awesome. They're great conversations about diversity in gaming, so definitely check those out if you haven't gotten the chance to. I missed you guys. I hope oh, we miss you. Well. Yeah, we definitely missed you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I hope you're all doing well. <laughs> uh, I am. So first of all, I want to start with how, how are you guys and what are you playing? I'll go first. So yeah, I've been pretty good these this past week. As far as games I've been playing, with the whole Halloween event been going that's been going on, I have gotten back into Animal Crossing. I'm not playing daily, mind you, but I'm playing like I would say most days in October now because I just want to get these cute uh, Halloween decorations, costumes, and candy and all that good stuff. Oh, I gotta get my pumpkins this today. Just reminded me <laughs> talking about this right now. Um, otherwise, I've been trying to get through Persona Five Royal, uh, trying to finish that trying to finish that game up. The Kingdom Hearts, as of this recording, the Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory demo came out, so I put some time into that today. Oh my today. god, I forgot to download it. <laughs> I'm gonna do yeah, that it's this. it's so much fun. It's it's so much fun. I'm so excited for the full game. It's just all the wonderful music, and the gameplay is great, and there's a lot of different options. It's a lot of fun. And I guess the last thing that I've been playing is I've gotten really hardcore back into Yukio Legacy The Duelist. I've been playing like that a lot. You know what's so funny? Like, trying... I've seen you on Switch playing that, and I'm like, why is he playing that? <laughs> I was talking to Joe, I, not that it's a bad game or anything, but I was talking to Joe because I got it for him for our anniversary last year, and um, I was like, Brandon's never going to finish this game, and he was like, it's not a game that you finish, and I was like, oh, okay. I <laughs> mean, it, it is and it isn't. It does have it does have a story mode that does go through like all si- all six of the Yukio seasons, and there's a lot to go through there because they go cover like a lot of duels. But like otherwise, it's just like collecting the Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and then mm-hmm. you could once you collect them, you could play them online and whatever. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to go through the story mode. Honestly, I haven't even built myself a deck to like play against anyone online. I'm just enjoying going through the story because every time you go through a story, a story duel in Yu-Gi-Oh, Legacy Duels, you get the deck of the character you're using in that particular duel. So, for oh. example, if you, so, for, let's say example, you're in you're in the original Yu-Gi-Oh season. You're doing Yuki versus Kaiba. The deck you're given as Yuki is the same exact deck he had in that particular duel. So, and that's for every single duel in the game. And when you complete those duels, you even lock on a thing called a reverse duel where you can now flip. So that duel that you just did with Yuki versus Kaiba, now you can do Kaiba versus Yuki. And guess I what? See. Now you can use Kaiba's deck that he had. So the de- developers had to like balance the deck so that you could win in either situation. And best of all, if you complete, I haven't done this myself personally, but if you um finish the story duel once with the given deck, you can then play it again with the deck that you built against that uh, opponent. For some sickly this sounds like a this sounds like a uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Let's see the duelist review. Are we getting a <laughs> yeah. review preview it, it right might, now? It might, 
It might be. It might be at some point, but but yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun game. Like whether you you've watched Yu Gi Oh at one point or don't anymore, it's it's just a really fun game. Also, thank you for reminding me that I need to get uh, on my Animal Crossing tip. Actually, I think I missed my candy yesterday, and I don't want to miss it today. I have this candy a few days. It's not a huge thing. I'm just getting it when I can. I have it. I think what? I have. What you're gonna? You have to trade all your candy out on Halloween to your village. I know. I know. But I'm getting what I can. Like. Some days I do, some days I do. I, I I would like to say I've been there most days, so I haven't missed too much. We're at the we're at the fifteenth. I have about uh, nine candies, so I've only missed about six total. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. There's still a lot more days in October, though, so I'm gonna try not to miss too much more. All right, I'm sorry, Gabe Kelly. We kind of took over this conversation. What have you guys been playing? How are you? What have you been playing? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Uh, I've been good. Um, I've been playing Phasmophobia, which I wrote an article yes, about, and yes. I talked about last time. I have like seventy hours in now. I'm obsessed. I can't stop playing it. It's all I want to do all the time. I literally dream about it. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to start... I think I'm going to start some other horror games, though. Like, I bought mm-hmm. Dead Space ch- cheap on Steam. So I'm thinking about starting, like, a new horror franchise. Maybe Dead Space or Outlast. Just to keep up with this, you know, horror kick that I'm on. I voted on your Twitter for Outlast. Yeah, everyone did it. That's what won. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I voted for it as well. <laughs> Really? Well, yeah. I I think it's gonna be Outlast, but it looks so scary. Like That's I'm honestly scared because it. <laughs> it's so scary. I'm yes. scared, but I like scary games, so I'm gonna try to probably do that. Now I gotta buy that game. I played it and I was like, <gasps> oh no! Like I literally turned it off. Like I don't. You did? I, I turned it off because I thought it was something else. Honestly, um, uh, the short story is that I it was free. It was a free PS Plus game like years ago, I believe the first oh, one, and I tried to download it and I thought that I still had PS Plus, but I didn't. So I ended up paying for Outlast. And I was like, oh my god, I paid for it. Now I gotta play it. Like, because I didn't get it for free as a PS Plus game. And I played it and I was like, oh my god, this is the scariest game I've ever played. So I didn't play it anymore, but I voted for you to play it so that I could live vicariously and pretend like I played it. No, I will be playing it soon, I guess. That's yes. what it was. So yeah, I have I can't to. wait. I was, I was just going to say that um, for anyone who doesn't follow Kelly on Twitter, uh, definitely do because she's also doing some really cool makeup stuff for October. Some pretty cool, scary um, cosplay stuff, which you should definitely check out. And if you haven't seen her playing Phasmophobia, I was in chat once. It was wild. Like, definitely check her out on Twitch uh, while she's playing that. It's, uh, it's definitely uh, good times. Plus, you're so sweet. Aww. And you're really good. Honestly, I like when I was in there, I was literally like y'all, I was I was in chat with her and I was actually scared myself. I was like, oh my god, I'm so scared. She was like, Don't worry, it's gonna be fine. I was like, I don't think she knows how scared I am right now, just watching her play this game. Um but it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I was happy I was able to be there and check that one out. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. It's it's a really fun game, but it's also it's pretty I get jumpy sometimes. Like if mm-hmm. I play alone, I freak out. I can't play alone, but if I play with my friends, I'm usually okay. Until like you're alone in the room and the ghost like closes the door and oh then it just makes God. like that it just they'll close you in and they'll make like that, that grudge sound like yep. and you're like oh where where oh no please <laughs> it that's that's horrifying but other than a little few you know getting locked in with a ghost it's really entertaining it's much more involved actually than I thought it was because I didn't like I, I didn't fully understand it until seeing it and I was like oh wow like there's you, like you gotta work together like, there's a lot that goes into playing this game. To be oh, able yeah. to actually win, so that was uh, that was really cool to see. 
I guess Gabe doesn't want to tell us how he's doing or what he's playing, so I'll talk about what I... First of all, I was letting you guys finish your nice conversation before <laughs> I came in, okay? I just and like I bother. was going to say, I know you like to bother me, and it's funny because I told myself, I was like, you know what, for this episode, I'm going to be a lot calmer, I'm going to be nicer, because <laughs> every, every time I listen back to the podcast, I'm a jerk. I get very aggressive when talking about Xbox. It's true. Yeah, so I'm like, you know what? I need to calm down this episode. But you're already starting my short fuse, mister. I Um, mean, let's let's see that blow. Let's see that blow. But (laughs) I was going to say, I did tune in to a couple of uh, Kelly's streams. But um, I'm a very big baby. Same. So, like, literally, there's nothing going on on the screen. She's just walking, and I'm like, you know what? This is too suspenseful for me, so I'm going to go ahead and stop the stream. No, I, I'm not even kidding. Like, that's just, I, I I tune in, I'm like, ooh, supporting, got it. No, my nerves are on end. I'm Bruh, sorry. No, seriously, so, I, I feel you. That happened to me once, and she was hiding in a closet, and I was like, I am so out of this stream. Like, I cannot watch her hide <laughs> in this fucking closet right now. Like, I was so scared, and I wasn't even playing the fucking game, bro. I wait, for, I wait for the clips to come up on Twitter. I was like, okay, they're on Twitter. Good, good clip. I'm going to watch it here. Right, I, I don't blame I can't, you. It's, I can't stay in the stream too long. Uh, I'm not staying in the stream intense. too long. I didn't really feel like it was that scary, to be honest. I mean, I, the only the only scary thing is that, like, whenever you finish the game, you only find out what kind of ghost it is. You don't really ever get rid of it. So you just leave those person's house. Like, all right, well, you have a ghost. Good luck, I guess. You know? That's it. You just leave it in there. Yeah, but that's how big of a baby I am that small stuff scared me. Like, last night, I watched an episode of Stranger Things. And Stranger Things isn't, by any means, a horror show. As soon as I turned off all the lights in my room, I could tell you... I, promise you i swear there was something walking in my backyard and i did not want to look outside <laughs> for fear of finding something there Bro, i'm a problem, huge baby watching stranger things in the dark that's your problem right there and the thing is where i live around the area i live it's not <laughs> but i'm a big baby <laughs> i can't take it it's really not but uh, gabe what have you been playing what I've been playing is a very... Well, it's not a long list of games. Um, I played the new Super Mario... I've been playing the uh, Super Mario Bros. Um, 3D All-Star... Not Super Mario Bros. Super Mario 3D All-Stars game. Mm-hmm. Um, after finishing my review, I... Which you should check out at hpcritical.com. Yes, you should. Um, I restarted the game, and now I'm you know, going star by star. I'm trying to get all 100 stars. I'm trying to 100, 100% it now. Um... I'm also playing Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yes, oh, best, yeah. it's best been strategy taking RPG. Me forever. It is literally one of the best strategy RPGs ever, ever fucking. Yeah, I made. can't even argue that. It's I was so gonna argue, good. but I was like, I can't. It's um, so good. We're playing that. Uh, I've also been playing Fire Emblem Warriors, Ew. Um, Ooh. just because. I, hey, <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know a lot of the Fire Emblem characters, and after you know Smash Bros. and Fire Emblem Three Houses, I was like, you know what? I want to know about more of the fire emblem uh universe that's a good so i'm gonna start with all the characters first yeah um warriors does tell you a lot about the the smash the smash ones for sure at least well yeah that that was the main part of it um i've also been playing a little bit of animal crossing not as intently as brandon because i didn't even know they were handing out the candies yet um yeah (laughs) i'm trying to i'm trying to terraform my entire island in order to finally let my friends come visit it because ever since the game come out games came out i think i've let like one person visit and that was just to drop off something which um, i want to come visit because you have one of my villagers 
Unless you got rid of no, Molly. No, no, I'm keep. I usually, I usually keep my villagers. I'm like, look, I don't know about your personalities enough to like make this uh, a happy island. You just have to deal with it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, look, bro, you decided to move here. It's not my fault. Um, I've also been playing Elder Scrolls Online. Um, before anyone else says ill or oh my gosh, um, I I'm just a huge fan of the Elder Scrolls lore. So that game literally is just it's like. I, this is probably not the best thing to compare it to, but it's like crack to me. Um, yeah, quiet. That's what I expected. Uh, I've also been playing Dark Souls. I mean, you literally uh, said it's because... like crack. And I was like, oh my God, someone <laughs> save him. And no one said anything. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to say anything about that. Hey, I ain't touching that either. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been playing Dark Souls because I'm doing a playthrough right now on my YouTube channel, which is Fail Guru. It's literally just Fail Guru, all lowercase. Yes. Um, and I he die also a lot. Has a so series it's... of uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild on there that you should also check out. And I'm not, not to toot my own horn, but I think I've done a very good job on giving a playthrough of the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild because. I don't know. I just, I just think it was. I think I did a good job. It's a good storytelling visually. I said that wrong, but whatever. Um, that piece, that, that piece was guys. on hero mode, right? Uh, yes, the YouTube video, the YouTube series was hero mode. So I do also die a lot in that one too. Oh, yeah, very embarrassing. Um, also been playing Fall Guys because they came out with season, season two, two last week. Um, really fun game. It, it's honestly out of all the games I play, this one relaxes me the most because it's just like I know it's a competitive game and I know you're racing to finish before anyone else, but it's just I like the music, the sound the jelly beans make when they fall or something is just hilarious to me. So I play that to relax myself most of the time. Um, I've gone back into Warzone. Damn, Call you're Duty Warzone. A I am. It's always a long list. I, I, I um, love it. <laughs> Uh, Call of Duty Warzone because most of my friends are still playing that, so like, I might as well play with them. And I also don't like my KD. I think it's a point nine three, and I want it above a one point just to flex on people. Of course. Um, I've also been playing Skyrim because if you remember a couple episodes ago, I did mention how much I love Skyrim. So um, yeah, it's back on my computer. A uh, bunch of mods installed. Love the game. Uh, I've also been playing Mortal Shells. Which is, it's like Dark Souls, but like someone said, I don't care about your feelings. Isn't that what Dark Souls already is? That's what I thought until I played Mortal Shells. Mortal Shells has to be one of the most unforgiving games I've ever played. And I've played through all the Dark Souls games. It's that difficult. I've also been playing Fairy Tale, which came out in July. But, Jesus um, boy, like, you're playing sorry, everything. Who has the time? Right? I'm like, how is he doing this? Because the thing is, the way I the way I play games is I don't tell myself well, I'm I feel like playing this game today, so I'm just gonna play this one. Like I put out a schedule because if I don't like, for example, if it was up to me, I right now I would probably still be playing Dark Souls just because I that that game is that addicting to me. Um. But no, I, I like to I like to make sure I'm playing other things so I don't get worn out by one game. And the other two games I'm playing is still Breath of the Wild, because it's one of the greatest games ever to be made, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, because as you know, Steve came out recently, yeah, and I've been bullying a bunch of Steves online because he is oh. not that good of a character. 
Um, so really quick, I'm going to try to wrap this up, uh, and tell you guys what I've been playing super quickly. And it's really sad because it's basically only like two or three games. And that is, uh, Hades on Switch, which is freaking awesome. It's a really awesome roguelike. The illustrations are beautiful. Uh, the voice acting is really good. It's a great game. And the other one is Breath of the Wild because I am for some reason trying to finish it before November 20th so that I could play Hyrule Calamity Warriors because the more I watch these trailers, the more I get spoiled. And I don't know if I told you guys, but I actually got spoiled by, I, I accidentally saw what Calamity Ganon looks like because I was watching a YouTube video that I shouldn't have been watching and it was really sad because I was, uh, you know, I was anticipating seeing him and he's really creepy and now like, you know, that's been ruined for me, but I am going through Breath of the Wild and you know, we're making progress. I am at Hateno Village. I've actually finished Hateno Village and I've gone back to Kakariko Village to talk to Impa who looks really disgusting now. So I'm very excited to see her in Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity where she looks really cool. Um, and before I say more about that game and get in trouble, I'm going to talk about what we're going to be doing on this podcast now. So, uh, for anyone who's listening, going forward, up until and probably through console releases, we are going to be talking all about next gen. Um, obviously, we're going to continue to talk about news that's going on uh, throughout the week, but we're definitely going to try to have more of a focus on next gen. And you can now refer to us and this segment as console casters. We are the console casters. <laughs> yes. Um, so we're going to be talking, like I said, all about next gen stuff. I'm very lucky because I have Kelly, who is is going to be our Xbox Series X slash S uh, expert. And then I've also got Gabe, who's going to tell us all about PS5 stuff. And of course, Brandon is Mr. Nintendo, and he's going to keep us up to date with this, with what the Switch is having. And I'm just going to be your lovely host who's learning about all these things along with you. So it's going to be a really, really great time. Console Casters is going to start right now, where we're going to talk a lot about what's happening with the Xbox Series and the PS5. Uh, so... First of all, uh, I, because we missed last week, we are going to be talking about a few things that might be a week old um, at this point, but I definitely still want to talk to you guys about it and see how you feel about it. But we're also going to talk about some really big things, which was today, right before this recording, um, both uh, the Xbox Series X preview embargo was lifted. So there are a ton of videos on YouTube talking all about Xbox Series X. All the things that they couldn't tell us before are just now everywhere. So we're definitely going to talk about that. We also missed the ps5 teardown last week so we're going to talk about that but we're also going to talk about the ps5 uh user experience presentation that happened today but before that i do want to get through some of the older news which was uh speaking of xbox actually we cannot forget nintendo so one of the things that i wanted to talk to you guys about since we are going to do console casters the first thing actually that i want to ask you guys is when we're upgrading since we're all going to be eventually upgrading here what do you do with your old consoles? I usually just keep them, to be honest. I have every console. I have an original Xbox, Xbox 360, two Xbox Ones, a PS5, a PlayStation 2, a PlayStation 3. I think I might even have two PlayStation 3s. I just keep them. They're like like my souvenirs, you know? I just want to keep them forever. That's kind of cute. <laughs> I'm honestly the same way. I haven't really... <clears throat> gotten rid of any old consoles over the years. Only one I've I've uh don't have anymore is I have a PS4 Pro now. I did have the original, 
But when I upgraded, I did give my old one to my nephew so that he could play, because uh, I know he wanted to play Kingdom Hearts 3 a lot as well. So that was like a birthday present, basically. I got him the, I got, I gave him my old PS4 as well as a copy of Kingdom Hearts 3 so he could play it. But otherwise, but other than that, I mean, I haven't really tossed any of my consoles, and that's probably going to be the same here. I mean, I'm definitely going to need to transfer all my uh, PS4 stuff to the PS5 so I can play it there. But otherwise, after that, I mean, I don't know. Especially since, you know, we have the new PS5 UI, which we'll talk about in a bit. But uh, we don't know what kind of themes they're going to be able to have. And I got this. I got some great themes on my PS4 that, yeah, I don't know, I just don't want to lose. Like I have my personal 5 Royal one right now, which is super great. So, you know, at least it, I, I very much doubt those themes will transfer over. It'd be great if they did. That'd be a cool surprise. But either way, I'm like, I'll just keep it, I guess. Can what transfer over? What did you say? Themes, my hope, like oh, I, themes. I, I don't. It's a it's a pipe dream, but I would really love it if I'm PS4 pretty sure we won't have PS4. themes, which we'll talk about during the PlayStation experience. Uh, uh, sorry, sure, yeah, user, sure, channel. yeah. But that's something I'll definitely miss because I have some really cool themes on my PS4. Same though, honestly, like th- yeah, they did a really good job with this. Mm-hmm. Is it my turn? I mean, yeah. Turn? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I usually keep my old consoles, but that's because they're usually gifted to me. But um, I mean, with how many games I could play on the PS5 from the PS4, I'm just I might as well just trade in the PS4 for some credit towards the PS5. Like, because at this point, that's 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 my only choice. Because it's not like I have a pre-order ready. Because you know, some of us missed out on it. Don't worry, we're a little salty about it. Eventually. Um, yeah, we're. I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, all I'm saying is, if you're listening to this and you have kids, um, just hope I don't see them in GameStop holding a PS5 box. Oh my god! This is straight up like Michael Jordan. That Michael Jordan meme. Yep, fuck them kids. You have to. That's okay. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm gonna turn on my PS4. Um, I don't. I, it's at this point having a PS4 and a PS5. Not only is it to me, kind of counter, well, for lack of a better word, counterproductive. Um, the PS5 is big, man. It's going to take yeah, a lot thing of space. Is I don't, huge. Yeah, I don't need a PS4 Pro and a PS5 in one room. I'm oh, just going to, might oh, as well just sell it. I should probably, I should probably clarify. Like, when I get the PS5 and I transfer all my stuff, my PS4 is not going to stay hooked up. I'm just, like, hanging on to it because I just don't want to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just keep them. Like, like, like Kelly said, uh, like souvenirs. I see. Uh, yeah. I also keep the boxes. I have the boxes. I, I, I keep all the I boxes, I have some too. of my boxes. Oh, my God. In fact, most my of My Xbox 360 is in its box. So. I still have all my boxes as well. My, <laughs> Wii, is, my Wii is back in its in original box because my Wii U pretty much does what the Wii does, so. I don't know. I guess it's just an organization thing. Like, I don't want to get rid of that box. What if I need to pack up for some whatever reason? Like, well, I just yeah. have it. Whenever I moved, I had to, like, carry the Xbox 360. You might as well put it back in, in the, the box. box. Exactly. It's a lot easier. Uh, for me, specifically, I don't want to keep this gen consoles. Just because of, like Gabe said, I think the new ones are really, really big. I have no interest in keeping my PS4 Pro or my... Um, I don't even know which Xbox I have right now. I have the white one, the slim. I, I had the S, yeah, I like yes. the S. I had the original, and I'm really sad that I don't have it anymore. I had the original um, Xbox. Uh, what is it called? What, what? What's this gen's Xbox called? Xbox one? Series. Oh no, Xbox this one. one's Xbox. Oh, Xbox One. Oh my God, I just blanked so hard. This is this is not <laughs> even my fault. That is, I I I wish the naming conventions were easier. But it's so confusing. It is. I, mean, I just got confused. Yes. 
I had the uh, Xbox One, the original Xbox One, the Sunset Overdrive edition. So it was all white and it was beautiful. It was like the big box that was white with the touchscreen on the front. And I loved it. It was really beautiful. I can't tell you what I did with it. I have no idea. I think I traded it in and got the S and I kind of missed my big box. Um, I also missed the feature that I forgot what it's called where you could um, have picture in picture. Um snap i think it was the snap feature that came on the uh, xbox originally but uh who cares the point is i don't know what i'm gonna do this time but because of the way the backwards compatibility is working on next gen consoles i almost don't see a reason to keep the current ones that i have so uh i'm gonna use that as a segue to uh talk about some console casting here and talk about the um backwards compatibility of both the xbox series and the ps5 so i'm actually going to shut up now and kelly are you able to tell us about what we're looking at for backwards compatibility compatibility for the series x okay so for the xbox the next gen xbox which would be the series x or the series s according to microsoft it's going to be four generations so it's going to be like all the way back to the original xbox but that's as long as they were compatible like so the xbox one already had this feature i knew that you could play xbox 360 games on the xbox one but i wasn't aware that you could play original xbox games so if you have the original xbox games supposedly they will work on the xbox series x as well and the s well I guess that would be digital. So if you had them digitally, I don't know how you would retrieve those unless you could buy them off the store. I'll have to do some more research on it, but I know that it's four generations as Mm -hmm. long as they were already listed on the Xbox One as being one of those games that were backwards compatible. But I think it's a lot. I actually played um, a couple of games already from my 360 on my Xbox One. And that was really fun because sometimes you just need that in your life. It's crazy to me that four generations of games are available or rather are going to be available on one console like that is. And I know that it's really big for people. I'm not someone who wants to go back and play old games. So I literally don't really care about it. But I know that backwards compatibility has been a huge thing for a lot of people. And it was something that uh, Xbox has been at the forefront of. And they've really been leading the charge and letting people play all the games that they own. I remember I've been, I was really, the only time it actually affected me was when Final Fantasy 13, you could by um, you could place the disc for Final Fantasy 13 into the Xbox One and it would actually play um, up-resed a better version of that game because you basically can't play that game anywhere else except for the PS3. So it was really cool to know that you could play that on current gen. But excuse me, other than I do that, think it's mm-hmm. I do think it's really impressive because like uh, it is all it is four generations, but that of course is also like the original Xbox itself. So when you think about that, like X, the Xbox original was of course Microsoft's first console. So the idea that every single system that they have personally ever produced, their li- most of their library is going to be playable on the next generation, I think that's a big thing. Like, no other – I mean, to be fair, like, Microsoft is, like, the newest one of the big three, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're able to get their entire, like, generations all in one console is something that no other – no one else has ever achieved, and I think that's really impressive. I agree, uh, like, completely. I think it's impressive. It's not for me, but I really do think it's impressive. Uh, Gabe, do you want to tell us... Do you Are you able to tell us, actually, about uh, backwards compatibility for PS5, or should I... I got, I got it. I oh, got please, it. please, take um, over. No, you're probably going to you're probably gonna have to come in and help me out. But um, as far as we know right now, the only 
backwards compatibility we have, or sorry, PlayStation 5 is going to have, is going to be with almost every single PS4 game except like 11 of them. Um, see, this is where you come in and tell us the list because I lost the list. Okay, somehow. no, no problem. <laughs> uh, we also have recently, and uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, but we also recently found out that uh, you will be able to uh, use save data from PS4 games onto PS5. Not every game. We don't know um, all the games that this is going to be available for, but I do uh, know that Ghost of Tsushima is one of those games where you can transfer your save over. And also, I do believe that it was said that we are able to access our library of downloaded games as well um all we have to do is uh i think like you might have to re-download them but there should be a section on the ps5 that allows you to just uh hop into all of those titles and it will still play your ps4 games and honestly that i'm super excited about that one because (laughs) your boy has a bunch of ps4 titles like god of war uh that is still you know wrapped up in plastic that I haven't played yet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I literally have, you know, I have God of War. I, I still want to do Persona 5 Royal. I'm holding off on Nier Automata and uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I'm basically, I'm going to play a bunch of PS4 beautiful games on PS5, making them look even better and having a great experience. So once I get a PS5, like, I am set. Like, I don't even need new games because I have an entire backlog of old games to play through. Uh, but the, the PS4, the only PS4 games that we won't be able to play are DWVR, uh, Afro Samurai 2, Revenge of Kuma, Volume 1, TT Isle of Man, Ride on the Edge 2, Just Deal With It, Shadow Complex Remastered, Robinson The Journey, We Sing, Hitman Go Definitive Edition, Shadwin and Joe's Diner, and honestly, the only game I know, um, the only two games I know are Afro Samurai 2 and Hitman Go from that list. Yeah. Shadow Complex Remastered is pretty good. I remember you saying that, and I had no idea what that is. Yeah, it's a it's, I don't know. it's 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 a modern Metroid game with like realistic graphics. It's actually not bad from what I hear. Yeah, but like yeah, the only two games I recognize there are um, Afro Samurai and Hitman Go, and I don't play either of those games. So, Same. like I said, the eleven games that are being left out, uh, it doesn't really affect me. So to me, this is a win, a complete win, a hundred percent win. Um, I do wish, though, however, that, you know, we'd be able to play some PS2 games, some PS3 games, like Xbox uh, players are going to be able to do um, by playing back, you know, two or three generations into the past, which I am a little jealous of, but, you know, I am a PlayStation fanboy, so I'm going to ignore that and never speak bad about PlayStation again. (laughs) (laughs) Apologies to my overlord, PlayStation. (laughs) Uh, so how do you guys feel about backwards compatibility on next gen like who do you uh, well obviously i'm getting the feeling that we're we're well i shouldn't say we you guys are feeling like xbox is really doing it the right way and playstation has some for sure improve. for sure yeah definitely i think microsoft is winning in the backwards compatibility front for sure just because of four gens i mean you can't really beat that I'll give credit, though, to Sony that the fact that they actually are, like, it's been a while since we've had backwards compatibility for them, and it's good that PS4 is one of those systems. Good. Like Gabe said, it could have been better, but I'm glad that at least PS4 games are because like you said, Jarrell, there's, like, a lot of great PS4 games that we still have to play that we now can on PS5, and most of the, and a lot of them will even get uh, up-resed on PS5, so it's a, it's a win-win. May I finally get to Ghost of Tsushima at some point, now that, you know, 
is coming on PS5 yeah, is going to look better. You can play it on better. your PS5, exactly. That's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> like, part of me was holding off because I was hoping that might be the case. And what do you know? Just imagine what those leaves are going to look like on a PS5. It's like, I'm, I'm literally salivating. It's going to be yeah. so gorgeous. I, I'm, I'm one of those people that really is just okay with playing PS4 games. Like, I don't need to reach back to PS3 or PS2 or PS1 titles because most of the ones that I would play have been remastered like Crash or Spyro. Or, you know, they've come to the Nintendo Switch like Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy IX, etc. And I've, I've been able to play those games elsewhere, so I don't need to play them on... Like, first of all, my PlayStation 5 is going to be beautiful. It's going to be stacked with uh, the hardest-hitting games. I don't want to play some low-poly res old ass game on it because ill why would i do that but that's uh, just me on that on that on that no on that Jero, i i like i like i like can agree with you to some extent because a lot of the especially from er, games from the era of the xbox playstation 2 and gamecube mm-hmm. a lot of those games have really not aged well in terms yeah. of graphics because they're going for the they were going for realistic but of course they couldn't really achieve that yet so they came off as just looking like upgraded 64 models for the most part so on that note i think the fact that microsoft is having games that will be like original Xbox games is to me is above and beyond because I think for the average person that's even going to be playing Xbox, I'm going to say most of them would have been fine if the backwards compatibility only went far as back to the 360 because mm-hmm. there are, there are a lot of good three 360 games that a lot of them still do look very, very good. And with, especially if they have online comp- Xbox live compatible, mm-hmm. but the fact that they also they literally all four generations, they didn't skip a single one. That's, that's very impressive. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, speaking, since we're speaking on Xbox series right now, let's continue to talk about them for console casters. And I just want to, you know, rally off a few things that we know. And, uh, you guys tell me how you feel about it, especially Kelly and Gabe and Brandon. You guys are all, you know, I, I know you all have feelings and we're all excited about next gen. So I'm super excited to have these conversations with y'all. So first up, I have um, no soul. I have no feelings. <laughs> lies. Lies, because I hurt your feelings earlier, so I know they're there. Um, <laughs> the first thing I want to talk about is the UI for um, the Xbox. I know, Kelly, you said you're already using it on your Xbox One. I don't think my Xbox has uh, updated yet, maybe, I guess. But I know we've all seen it. So we've also seen the UI for the PS5. So let's first talk about the UI for the Xbox. Are, are you excited about it? Are you disappointed? Um, how do you feel? What does it look like? Uh, let me know. So I think that um, it's pretty good. It's not that much different, to be honest with you. I mean, I I noticed when I turned my Xbox on, I guess I had automatically updated and I have an Xbox One S. Mm-hmm. So obviously it updated to this. And like when I opened it, it was like the new sign-in screen. I was like, oh, that's different. Like that was a lot more convenient than what it had before. So the originally on the Xbox One, when you signed in, it was like difficult. Like you had to click like three or four buttons just to sign in. Mm -hmm. But now it's just like, who's playing? You click on that first, which is what PS4 did. Like it always asks you first who's playing because that's (laughs) a way better way to do it, to be honest. True. But um, I think that um, it looks pretty cool, the Xbox UI. I think that the kind of like the neon and stuff, like I really like that. The themes are a lot better. They're more intricate. But it still sticks with like, it's got a good, like, sleek design. Like, it's called the Xbox Everything Square. It just, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's like it was, but a little bit better. 
but it's not confusing really to use. It's still the same. It was like just a small step forward. So I think that they're like kind of easing your way into a new UI. So you're not like, how do I use this? I, I actually think it's a pretty smart move to only change it a little bit and then they can upgrade it further later so that people are kind of slowly led into a new UI experience. So what would you say for people who are who didn't like the original UI for the Xbox One? Um, I, I buy a PlayStation. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Damn. If you don't Damn. like it, like, I don't, like, it's really easy to use and stuff. I mean, I never really, like, PlayStation and Xbox are just different. Like, the PlayStation was always, like, more, like, I would say, like, fluid or something. And the Xbox is, like, blocky. I mean, they call yeah. it an Xbox. It's literally a box. Okay, we get that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's just I feel like they stick with their theme and that's the same like how they have kind of the same UI for Microsoft computers as well. They've pretty much gone with the Xbox kind of UI for that too. So they're sticking with their theme, which I appreciate consistency at least. I ask because I am one of those people that does not like the Xbox UI. Like I just, uh, it's really, I don't like having to pin games at the top. I feel like it's really hard to find the games I want to play when I actually want to play. Um, so I, like I said, I haven't seen the update, but hearing that it's easier makes me feel better about it. Uh, my little two cents on this, I think like seeing it, I was like, okay, I actually like the way this looks. I think it looks much better. Um, even though, you know, it's a very, very little difference. Some people will say, I personally think that this looks better. Um, I think it really centralizes with like Microsoft and Windows PC and all that other stuff. I feel like all of it, you know, across the board is really coming together to look really good. The only thing probably that I would complain about is that I, I do think it's a little too similar to what we had before. I would have liked to have seen something drastically different. I also, and this is just me, it might be really weird, but I also don't like that it's coming to my Xbox One. Like, I feel like I want this new, brand new UI when I pop on, you know, the Xbox Series X. And I'm just, you know, that's just me. Like, I wish there was just like a... No, you're right. I kind of wanted it to be something new completely. I wasn't expecting, like, it to be on my Xbox one just randomly one day when I opened it I'm like what is this and then it's the new UI doesn't feel new anymore it feels like now I've used it so for the Xbox Series X it's gonna feel like oh this is just the same but when I was doing some more reading like Microsoft will update their UI again like they will update it through the course of the Series X life possibly so if they're going to keep updating it, it might change. Like I said, they're kind of easing people into it. Mm-hmm. Unlike, you know, something that it has a huge learning curve for people to figure out when they get a new system. Like you just want to be able to use it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe if you already have some experience, it'll be easier for you. And then you get slowly moved into the, you know, the more advanced UI once you get, you know, once they update it. And this is why Kelly's the Xbox expert, because she already knows that the updates are coming. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm a baby. I want new stuff. And she's like, hold the fuck on. It's coming. Well, can I put my two cents Please. On, on this? Yeah, so I wanted to agree with the both of you as far as, yeah, like, going, like, the fact that this UI did update on the Xbox One as well, like, does make kind of wrap of the new feeling once you eventually do get the Series X or S. That being said, while I under while I agree with the the feeling, I also understand Microsoft's point of view on it because this whole this whole generation that they're coming into is it's very much focused on like you know the whole smart delivery and the game will be available on uh, cross platform launches and uh, and that kind of stuff. So I guess in the interest of promoting that, that they're going to 
you know, try to keep the UI consistent across both. Of course, at some point, much like the games themselves, there's going to be a point where these updates are only coming to the Series X and S. But I guess in the meantime, yeah, but it, it is unfortunate, though. Like, while I get it, it is a bummer that if you already own an Xbox One, then you get the Series X. You're not really getting that, ooh, ah, feeling looking at the new menu. Yeah, that that was the, that was really the only thing that I was like, eh. Dang it. Uh, But hey, we're getting that update. So I'm I'm not too far off from it. Gabe, did you want to hop in on this? I mean, I'm (laughs) not going to be mean about it or anything. Oh, my God. But the whole, the whole, (laughs) whole, they're going to update it, you know, as time goes on for the new console. That's, look, man, if that's what you want, and I know obviously the Xbox has different features, but if that's what you want, you just build yourself a PC, bro. Okay, like, no. That's, that's, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Because <laughs> if you think about it, that's literally the same thing. What is the Xbox, what is it, the Xbox Series X? Is, it, is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm sorry, the names are just so confusing. And like, I'm, I didn't do that on purpose. It's just really hard to keep up sometimes. Um, yeah, the Xbox Series X already looks like a computer. It's tall. It's box-like. Okay, but it's literally, though, you get it for $500, you're going to have to plug those parts into a potato. Like, you're not going to be able to make a PC for that. You really so aren't. Like you are not. Computer, yeah, that is, that, that is, yeah. I mean, the price point is just totally different. You, I mean, even a $1,000 yeah. PC is probably not going to run as as good. Mm-hmm. As, as no, I have a $1,500 PC, and I guarantee you it's going to run nowhere near... And Xbox, my PC just gives me problems. But uh, no, in all seriousness, um, I it, it's like you guys are saying, it's kind of cool that you know, it's it's flowing in to the old, not the old gens, but the current gen. It's going to flow into the new gen, and then it's going to be changed. But I personally like how PlayStation's doing it with their new UI for the PlayStation Five. Um, are we ready to talk about that yet? No, or? we're not, because we're still on Xbox time. All right, then I'm going <laughs> to mute myself again. <laughs> uh, so the other thing that's happening with Xbox... Well, f- before I move on to the next thing, I did want to talk about uh, launch titles and Game Pass. And uh, and I, I know we talked about it a little bit before, but with the consoles getting closer and closer to release, I did mention, you know, playing the a bunch of PS4 titles on PS5. Uh, Kelly, is there anything that you're excited to try? And all of you, actually, are there any games that you guys are excited to try on uh, the Xbox Series? Uh, are you looking forward to grabbing an Xbox Series for Game Pass? What are your plans if you're getting a series, uh, if you're getting an Xbox Series XRS, what are your plans for it? Uh, I think the Game Pass and Microsoft um, acquiring Bethesda is going to make for a lot of games. Obviously, I don't know if anything's been announced yet. I don't think so. But that partnership I'm looking forward to. Um, but also, I just think that for Microsoft, like, I've always, like, had a, like, kind of a love for, like, just playing Call of Duty on an Xbox. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I want to play Cold War on an Xbox Series X. Like, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Zombies. I'm just, that's all I can really think of. Like, that's all I really want for it at first. I mean, maybe, I guess, Cyberpunk, if I was interested. I'm not exactly sure yet. I'm not sold on it yet. Mm-hmm. But it looks gorgeous. And I'm all about that. I like the looks. But um, I think mostly Call of Duty is what I'm excited for. And just to play on there. Um, but, like, honestly, I kind of agree with Gabe, though. Like, what if I just update my PC? Oh, I mean, God. <laughs> 
still be a Microsoft fan, girl. You can't. Like, maybe just the Xbox. Like, with $500, like, I could do so many drop grades. Like, this is somebody to think about, you yeah, know? But um, yeah. I still I still do want that Series X, to be honest. But um, that's all I can think of right now is Call of Duty and probably Cyberpunk, possibly. And any future titles, I guess, like a Fallout or something that Bethesda might work on. Yeah. With... You know, Microsoft's blessing, of course. Which, you know, then Gabe's going to come talk about how he's got to now go switch over to Series X because Skyrim 6 or something. So oh. we'll see how that works. Well, he was First, trying to wait, get yeah, Gabe, for, Hold on. That's a, that's for, a valid point. Gabe, are you, wait, get, are you no, getting I, an Xbox at some point for, for, for look, like, look, 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 look. He tried to get I, a pre-order. He did? <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> Kelly's right about that. Um. But um, I knew this point was going to come up, and I did an extensive amount of reading. When I say extensive, I mean more than I usually do, which means instead of skimming through something for five you seconds, actually I actually it. took my time and read it for like two minutes. Cool. Um, they one of the, one of the like big points about Bethesda and Microsoft coming together was, you know, what's going to happen with all these big series game big. big <sighs> Big name games they have out like the Elder Scrolls, Fallout. Like, is that is that going to move exclusively to, to you know to Xbox? And one of the things they said was that they can't give a definitive answer yet, but that is likely not to happen. So I will still be able to get, hopefully, you know, Elder. Well, and also this is going to be kind of a bummer for anyone, but I don't think Elder Scrolls Six is coming out. <laughs> for the ps5 or the xbox series x i don't think it's gonna be a next game next gen game i think they're gonna have to wait i really think so because like unless one unless part of the deal between microsoft and tesla was like look we're giving you a lot more resources get the manpower you need and you know work on your games a little bit quicker but with the way bethesda has been treating elder scrolls i don't see happening because one they have elder scrolls online which is still alive um surprisingly is still gaining new players um and they're keeping that you know they're updating that every every year with new content it's year-long content um it's very filled content too um i'm actually getting ready to start my graymore uh playthrough and i've been hearing a lot of good things about that um so i still have that they're still working on what was that game it i think it was atlas something I don't remember the name of the game right now, but it's a it's this space game that they're still working on, and that was announced at the same time as the trailer for Elder Scrolls Six, which I think came out in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. It was during E3, um, but they said, "Yeah, we're not going to work on El- we're not going to put much um, work into Elder Scrolls until." you know atlas has been done and there's literally been no updates about atlas or whatever the game is i keep saying atlas i think that's what it is but i could be wrong but yeah there's been no update about that game and it's right now it just looks like elder scrolls has been put on the back burner for bethesda so well what i will say is that uh people were saying for seven whatever billion dollars um, you wouldn't do that unless you're going to make your game exclusive. And I actually disagree with that because you're going to make more money if your game is available on every console, especially on, you know, Windows PC. 
Series X and PS5. Uh, of course, you know, if you put your title on PS5, you're still going to be getting revenue for every PS5 owner who purchases that game. So I, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just fucking with you, but I don't know. Hell, they might just make yeah, it exclusive well, for seven point like, nine billion. But like to go off that, to go off that too. Um, again, Xbox lately has been very, you know, stop the console war stuff and just let gamers enjoy games. Mm-hmm. So. I really think, like, yeah, you know, Xbox still wants their exclusives and whatnot, but I really think Xbox is kind of, or sorry, Microsoft is going towards more of a make things available for everybody, you know, type outlook. So, again, I I don't think, yeah, a lot of their, I think a lot of Bethesda's games, especially their big name games, aren't going to be locked up to just Xbox. Well, I mean, they also have XCOD as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also have XCOD as well. You know, it it is available everywhere. Uh, Did anybody else want to chime in on what they want to do with their Xbox before I move on to talk more about Xbox? Wait, Um, yeah, I wanted to say something. Oh, no, go ahead, Gabe. You first. Um, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to play Halo. That's what I (laughs) want to play. I literally want to play Halo Infinite. Yeah, I want to play Halo Infinite, but I also want to, you know, because as sad as it sounds, I didn't get to play Halo as a kid, so I didn't get that fun experience that everybody has. Same. I was like, "Oh, dude, yeah, remember playing Halo?" I'm like, "No, dude, I was playing <laughs> N64. I was trying to get past this stupid water dungeon in Zelda. No, I don't know about Halo. So that's you know, I actually wanted an Xbox specifically just for Halo. I'm done now. Microsoft, we love you. Send us free stuff. Specs, please do do so." Oh, all I was going to say was, like, if I ever end up getting it for myself, like, honestly, I probably would invest in the Game Pass because I think it's just an insane deal. And there's a lot of cool stuff that I probably would want to check out using it. Halo would probably most likely be one of them. I never own, like, the one S the one S that I have is the first Xbox series of Xbox system I have ever owned. Before that, I was just friends with Bring the 360 where I'd go to their place and we would do Halo multiplayer that way. Mm. So I don't have, I don't have, like, Halo experiences in terms of like you know myself owning it, but I have played multiplayer. It's quite fun. It would be cool if I could you know play that when if if I was to get a series S or X. Well, uh, just for me, really quick, I am excited to get one and hop into Game Pass, not through their um, service, but you know buying Game Pass for cheaper. Um, I literally, I, I think I posted in our Slack channel, uh, you could get, uh, Game Pass Ultimate three months for like 25 bucks, which is almost half off. Um, so I want to do something like that, grab one of those, and then I'll be able to, you know, wait until I get my Series X and play Halo Infinite, uh, State of Decay 3, Everwild, Tell Me Why, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, yes, I have a list of all the games that I want to play, uh, Hellblade 2, um... Uh, and I, I lost my place on the list, but there are some more. Oh, Fable. I've never played a Fable game, so I definitely wanted to try out Fable. I know that, uh, Brandon and Marissa are still, I think, playing through Fable. Yes. Um. Oh, yeah, that's something I forgot to mention. Yeah, if I get a series of SRX, Fable would be a game I play. Yeah, and I also, I also want to play The Medium as well. So, uh, I, I do, and, and, if I'm not mistaken, all of those games should be on Xbox Game Pass. So the best part is that I don't have to shell out $70 to play any of them. I will have, you know, spent, uh, $60 total and have, you know, the, all of those games for that six months if I can find a good deal. And you can't really beat that. Like, that to me is just something that, that makes Xbox really user friendly. And that's why I'm super excited to, get a Series X and be able to hop over into Xbox because there wasn't really anything I wanted to play on it this gen. 
But anyway, since we all talked a little bit about what we're looking forward to, there's some other Xbox news before we move on to PlayStation and the UI and the teardown and all that great stuff. And that was that Xbox um, had a, they, they, sorry, excuse me, GameStop announced a multi-year partnership with Microsoft to expand their physical and digital omni-channel ecosystem and enhance their retail tech infrastructure to create the ultimate gaming destination for gamers. And essentially, a little quick tidbit of what that means is that GameSpot will earn revenue on digital downloads for every Xbox they sell. That is huge. GameSpot, uh, GameStop, excuse me, has been down in the dumps for a while. Their stocks have been plummeting. Things have not been looking great. Um, they had to be bought out quite a bit. Uh, they've been and Microsoft has really been making these uh, moves with team-ups. And uh, when you look at them, they just kind of make sense. Like the, the acquisition of, of EA for Game Pass just makes sense. Uh, uh, being able to buy a company as big as Zenimax and grab all those great games from Bethesda just makes sense. Like they've been making moves that just make sense. And uh, being able to save... GameStop and pull them in through this is another move that seems to be making sense because I know for a lot of people uh, GameStop was really the place for games for quite a while. Uh, I Obviously I can't speak for you guys uh, I, but you know in my own vicinity uh, GameStop was the place where you go and they have midnight launches for games and you go and you meet your friends and I think it has a really bad rap so being able to make some type of revenue off of this deal is a, a really great uh, great thing. How, how, how are we feeling about this? I feel like Microsoft has been doing so much like they're yes. doing the game pass they acquired bethesda they're helping gamestop which people were concerned about what was going to happen to gamestop whenever uh the consoles were coming out like only digital well i feel like good guy microsoft is really trying to like okay we're going to keep gamestop open because if they're selling our digital you know items they deserve to make some revenue and i think that's like a really good move like i i talked about it last time i feel like microsoft is making so many good moves and i don't know if it's out of desperation because sony always sells more playstations than they sell xboxes like i don't know why the playstation is always more popular ps2 was like the best selling console ever in existence can i really? can, I, can yeah. I really quickly tell you why i think playstation is uh a better seller why um, and also I could be wrong about this, but I do think that it, the history of Microsoft and play, uh, Xbox and PlayStation is that PlayStation has been very upfront and transparent with the way things work and Xbox has been a little bit murky. And so a lot of fans, I do believe, have switched over to PlayStation this gen just because they have more trust in the company. And I think that Microsoft is doing things to try to pull that trust back. But I do think that's why it's easier for people to stay and retain on uh, PlayStation side. Of course, it, it, it has to do with the exclusives and all that other stuff. But I do think as a company, it, it's kind of why, you know, Nintendo gets away with a lot of bullshit. Uh, excuse me, but you know, Nintendo, I think Take their console, back. no, I won't because they do get away with a lot of bullshit. That's just facts. Like Sony, Microsoft, uh, Xbox can do something and Nintendo can do the same thing and Xbox will be trashed for it. And Nintendo, it'll just be like, no, oh, yeah, it's totally fine. Like that, that is how the industry works because people like Nintendo. And I think it's kind of the same thing with PlayStation and my, uh, Xbox. It's just been like, there has been a history where it's been easier to, uh, trust in, PlayStation, then Xbox, just because of the way things went. And I'm so sorry for cutting you off and segueing, but 
please continue on what you were saying. No, it's fine. I, I, I do kind of agree with what you're saying, I guess. I just, like I said, I feel like Microsoft is really putting their money where their mouth is and they're trying so hard like to, to be such a, I guess, like I said, good guy, Microsoft, where they're trying so hard to make it where they're going to be the one with everything. Like, I don't know if they're just trying to put Sony out of business. Like, I don't know what they're trying to do, but it's just like, they're trying so hard. Like, like I said, supporting GameStop gets a lot of brownie points because Mm -hmm. they're actually going to be like, they're going to be sharing some of their revenue for digital purchases, kind of to pull GameStop out. Like how would GameStop offer anything to microsoft in this exchange like i'm just i'm I'm curious about that and i will do more research but i like i just feel like they're doing it i don't know is it a publicity stunt is it just so people are like oh microsoft's like a good company are they trying to redeem themselves i guess i don't really care why they're doing it i care that they're doing it i don't want to see gamestop go away because it used to be fun to go there and buy games and look around and it was always so fun they have all the nerdy stuff and the points and you can buy stuff with it like it's always been like a good experience so i don't want that to go away and i'm sure there's a lot of people that didn't want that to go away so it's cool that they're doing it and like i said acquiring bethesda maybe they would make bethesda games better i i I don't know i like i said i do love microsoft i have a pc i have xboxes i always have so i i don't really know why i love them so much but i think that you know they're doing a lot of good moves right now and the motive behind it, I don't know, but I do know that they've been coming out of this, like, if we were still doing console wars, which I don't know if we are, but if we were, like, comparing the PS5 to the Xbox Series X or S, I think that I would go with the Xbox just because of all this stuff they're really doing. Like, the Game Pass is a huge selling point. Like, there's a lot of huge selling points now that they're coming out with, and I think it's because they want to be able to keep up with the the PlayStation They always sell more consoles. An interesting thing also with this is that uh, with uh, Bethesda being a part of uh, Xbox and essentially down the line Game Pass, a lot of people like, you know, Gabe and I, who might want to jump into another Skyrim, why would we not just get it for free on Game Pass? You know, why would we go pay $70 to get it on PS5 or X amount of money to get it on PC if we already have, or actually you won't even pay that money on PC if you already have Game Pass Ultimate. So I I think decisions like that are a great way to get more consumers on your side because there is no way I'm going to go pay $70 for Skyrim whatever when I can play it for free as a part of my Game Pass. And if I don't have Game Pass, I can go buy it for 30, 45 bucks and then then still play this game for cheaper than I would have purchased it on a PlayStation 5 and then have access to Halo Infinite at the same time and live included in it. Like you can't, you can't get better than that. But there is a, uh, the article over at VG247.com titled GameStop will earn revenue and digital downloads from every Xbox it sells does say that it, uh, for a, an example, if you buy an Xbox Series X from GameStop and then proceed to download a digital copy of Cyberpunk 2077 or Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, GameStop will get a cut of the revenue that you generate. Uh, and then they also say, it goes without saying then that the retail giant is going to be more incentivized to sell Xbox units above anything else. And of course, yeah, that makes sense because now they're going to be able to get, um, you know, more. Th- this is not a deal with like Target or Best Buy. So I'm sure they're going to really be pushing uh the xbox now in stores and i mean if i were you know the head of that business i would too make sure that everyone who comes in here gets uh xbox in their hands um even if they're downloading it and that's so big because you downloading a game at home not even going to gamestop downloading a digital version of a game at home is still generating revenue for them like that is a that's huge 
I'm done. For sure. For sure. I'll, I'll, I'll just uh, chime in by saying this, that I may personally not really go, go to GameStop anymore for various reasons, but I do understand its importance to the industry, for the gaming industry, to have a physical store where people can go specifically to buy games and trade in games and what have you. That's the big so, thing, too. Trading in games. Like, you can't really just do that anywhere. And I know right, people exactly. aren't happy with, you know, some of the prices, but I haven't had too many issues with GameStop personally. Mm-hmm. But what I was going to throw in there is that I believe one of the reasons why uh, Microsoft is making such a move to, like, keep, you know, make sure games, games, uh, GameStop gets a cut of uh, the, the, the earnings is probably two reasons, actually. Um, one is because Microsoft also understands the importance of keeping this alive. And the second reason is I think that's a lot of people who do buy a lot of games and sell a lot of games and whatever understand its importance. And because of that... Microsoft really wants to project itself as a company that really supports the gamers more than anything at this point, especially since, you know, when the one series, when they were, when the beginning of the one era, Xbox one era began, they were advertising all the stuff that wasn't games, all these features that you could do, like the TV stuff and all these other features connect, whatever. And then re- they learned from the hard lessons that came with that in terms of their sales and started really focusing, double focusing on the games. And that's how we got stuff like the game pass, for example, and all these other quality of life features with like games. So by them doing this, they not only help support game GameStop and continue it, but they send a message that they're really, you know, for the, the for the players, like much like GameStop's logo. So it may be it may also just be kind of like a PR thing in some regards, you know, brownie points from the people who play games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I can't <laughs> I think the biggest thing for me to try to understand with this is that uh, GameStop is literally going to be making money on us buying games from home now. Like, that digital front is so big, and GameStop has been mostly, you know, their problems come from being a mostly physical store, right? Because Uh most people are not going to go and buy a digital version of a game in GameStop when they can literally just buy it. Excuse me, from the console. Like, no one's going to drive yeah. up there. So that's a good proposition for GameStop, then, when you think about it, because... Yeah, literally it gets them in the a, game. A person, person goes to the store once, buys a Series S, and they just keep raking in the money. Exactly. One, one, per, one store visit. Exactly, because they bought a Series S, which means they're only going to be able to buy digital content. So, you know, exactly. for the next seven, eight years however this console generation is gonna that last one will get constant money exactly that's why i'm just like that's why my head is like oh my god like this is so good for GameStop. like so good they, so they good really lucked out here especially because they're deal. not really a part of the digital space honestly like they haven't yeah. been and that's why they've been yeah, struggling and that's what's the craziest thing about that that, that that gamestop more than anything has really been pushed like Corporations push digital because then the 100% sale of the money goes to them. But if GameStop wants you to get physical because then they make so much money on the resale. They, like, whenever you trade in a game and then they sell it for, uh, they buy it for less than it's worth and then sell it for a higher price. And that's 100% profit that goes to them. So this is the first time I think GameStop is like, yeah, no, no, buy digital stuff on Xbox. It's cool. We're good. I was good. Yeah, this is, this is, yes. Like, I, 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 I don't think people know how significant this is. And I think you, you actually give a really great example of, like, you buy a Series S once from them and that's it. Like, that, mm-hmm. that's all you need. That's, that's amazing. Never have to go. 
digital downloads and digital content. So it's not just, it's all, uh, seemingly it's not just video games either. So that is going to, supposedly, um, as far as I can tell, that's also going to include movies as well. So any movies that you pick up are also going to, you know, generate some type of revenue for Xbox. Obviously, I mean, for, for GameStop, obviously, I don't know how much, I don't know what percentage that is. I don't know what that looks like, but you know, a few coins from, you know, thousands of people every day is not a few coins in the end. Yeah, for real. It adds up. Um, did anybody else want to hop in on this one? Uh, Gabe, I think you're the last one. I don't know if you just... Yeah, um, this could be... Because I feel like everyone's forgotten that GameStop announced, I think it was a year ago or a couple of years ago, or at some point in our lifetime, that they're switching <laughs> over from being a primarily you know, video game store to being more of a video game lounge. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I, I did forget about that. I did not. <laughs> so, so I feel like, you know, now they can more comfortably move to that. <clears throat> Ooh, why is my voice cracking? I am not going through puberty. Um, <laughs> I think this allows them more now to transition more comfortably into doing that because we heard about that, but there hasn't been the only sign of that has been them sh- uh, shutting down uh, stores. And I think a big problem with that was they didn't, they weren't comfortable with where their money was coming from at the moment. But now you have a really big company in Microsoft, you know, not only did they partner up with you, but now you get, you're going to get money almost every day because people are going to be downloading stuff digitally almost every day. So I think that plays a really big part into it. I also, it, I don't know where I, I was going somewhere with this, but now I'm kind of jumping to another point about GameStop, and it has to do with GameStop has been making very, almost there have been very big moves, but they've been kind of silent because again, it goes over people's heads, and it doesn't have to do with what they're normally branded to do, which is you know sell <clears throat> sell physical video games. They have. I'm gonna butcher his name, Brandon. You can help me out here. The uh, the former president of Nintendo for America. Can you please say his name? Reggie Fizeme. There we go. They brought him onto the team, and that's look, that's really big because yeah, not when really. Reggie when, when no, okay, you see, you're not a Nintendo person, so you're not gonna get it quite as much. Mm-hmm. Reggie did something for Nintendo over here in the West, especially in America, that. It was really big. Like, yeah, we all love Nintendo, but Reggie made every time Reggie presented something Nintendo wise, you wanted to see it. And you could, a good example of that was him and his commercials. You see a Nintendo commercial and you're like, okay, here they go announcing some game we've seen before, some game we don't care about. And then here comes Reggie, you know, quirky as hell with a Mario hat or something, and he's drawing your attention. And That's, while there yeah. hasn't been while there hasn't been a a big show of that yet from GameStop, GameStop being able to get someone like Reggie is a big thing. And now you have Microsoft. That's another big thing. So again, while GameStop has been kind of quiet and they've been shutting down stores and there hasn't really you haven't really seen a transition, I think now with everything they've been doing, now they're starting to gear up for the next part of their plan. So you're gonna be seeing a lot more from Game, I think. You're going to be seeing a lot more from GameStop moving forward. Uh, the reason I said not really is because I 
you know, I think Reggie is huge. I think what he did for Nintendo was great. And I don't disagree with any point that you made. But he is on a board of directors with other people. You know, it's not like he is just going in and being able to make changes to GameStop in a way that he could for Nintendo as the president um, of Nintendo. So I, I think bringing him on board for his expertise is amazing. You know, he he's also there with the former CEO of Walmart and PetSmart. So like, you know, he's not alone. Walmart's a huge conglomerate. Like the, 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 the changes that hopefully we're able to see are big. I just think that a lot of times people hear that Reggie has joined GameStop and they just assume that he can just, you know, <laughs> go in and change things in the way that he did for Nintendo. And it's not, it's not that. But what you just said is a very good point, that when people hear Reggie, they think something. And that's exactly what GameStop is going for. I... Reggie's name, Reggie's name, that, but I, I see where you're coming from, and I, I semi-agree semi with it. But again, that, that could have been one of GameStop's reasonings for getting Reggie onto a team. It's because we're going to hear the name Reggie, and we're going to be like, ooh. Like the aliens from Toy Story. Yeah, but ah. see... Oh my god, guys, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's just it. We did that, we heard that, and that's gone. That's it. Everyone was, for a second, like, oh shit, Reggie's a, at, um, uh, Reggie's, you know, a part of the board of directors at GameStop. That was how and long it affected. Ago. It definitely affected some stocks at the time, but like and Jarrell said, like, like, this, exactly. That was like, it. That was that. Well, okay, actually, that's not true. They did. They did go out recently um, with their partnership yeah. with Microsoft. Like, Ex- yeah, but it, like any news will affect it. That's just how stock trade works. But yeah, like like Gabe said, Reggie definitely affected that. But I was like, Jarrell saying, yeah, it was that, then, it was and five that's kind of gone now. <laughs> exactly. I hope I hope it changes again. But you know, it was then and it's gone. Um, so am I missing any big Xbox thing that we want to talk about before we move on to the PS5 stuff? Anything anybody wants to bring up? Not that I can think of. Yeah, yeah nothing I, I can think of either. A lot of Xbox. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's move on to some PS5 stuff. So, uh, first of all, I want to start this by saying that the PS5 accounts for 70 per- 72% of next-gen pre-orders. Oh my god, I'm going to say that again. The PS5 Ooh. accounts for 72% of next-gen pre-orders, according to a study from market research company VGM. Uh, and that was posted by GameSpot as well. So, like... That just blows my mind. And I think that goes back a little bit to the conversation that we were having about, you know, people just trusting or or people going to the PS5. I don't know if this actually breaks down between the uh, disc or the digital version, but I do know that people have mainly chosen the disc version. So I think that's really interesting to note that the PS5 disc version is doing so well while Microsoft is making this um, partnership with GameStop to hopefully sell some digital versions. But that was the first thing. Really quickly, does that surprise any of you? The number surprises me. The number surprises me. I knew... Their, their, their pre-orders are going to be big, bigger mm-hmm. than Microsoft. Not just because of interest, but also just because of stock. Like, Sony clearly stocked their PS5 better than, unfortunately, uh, Microsoft was stocking their Xboxes. But yeah, that number is insane to me. That is like 70%. I didn't think it'd be that much of a, a landslide over. That is a huge number. Wait, what, why do you... I'm sorry, did I miss something? Why, did, are they really not stocking... Xboxes that well? Did I miss something? Yeah, no. That that was the thing. That was the, that was the problem when they were doing the pre-orders, right? Because Sony, you know, they their problem was they didn't give enough notice, so 
orders were just fast and loose, and whoever there was just happened to be there. They weren't like you know, and then you know they've been doing like little restocks here and there to give people more chances, but you know obviously it's not enough. But with Microsoft, they gave the exact time and date that it was supposed to be, be uh, that it was supposed to be pre-order supposed to be available, and they didn't have enough. Like it's so that quicker than the PlayStation's, I think, and there hasn't been a restock of Xboxes as far as I know. Um, the not the PlayStation pre-order prices did surprise me. Um, obviously, like I know a lot of people have PlayStation, and I knew a lot of people were gonna pre-order the PlayStation Five. I didn't think it was gonna be seventy-two percent, and then on top of that, being that it's like you said that it, um the disc version is what's being sold more. Which I have a bone to pick with PlayStation because it doesn't make sense to me that eighty percent of pre-orders have been the disc version and I can't find any freaking digital versions at all. Honestly, anyway, honestly, really uh, quickly, I do think that, and obviously I don't know, but I swear this feels like such a thing to do on purpose, like to purposely limit the amount of uh, uh, digital versions of the console just because yeah. the digital version and the disc version are exactly the same. So that is such a loss of revenue on PlayStation side for every, you know, discless version that they sell. Because if the um, insides of these two are, you know, are the same, uh, aside from the, the Blu-ray drive, obviously, you're, you're, they're, they're losing money, basically, with every purchase of a, well, obviously, not with every purchase, but you get what I mean. Like, it's, it's, it's a loss. Yeah. Do they give, um, do they give the, the, the the memory space number for the digital yet? Or? Oh, I don't know. Because I, I was going somewhere with that point too and I forgot it too. Jesus, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, I mean, it does make sense to have more, you know, inventory of your more expensive product than your digital one. But uh, yeah, those numbers, like 72%, I, again, I really thought if PlayStation was going to be above, it'd be, you know, like maybe 53% of pre-order sales of next gen, but 72 is a big number. Yeah. I mean, Hey, if you see that, you know, if you're over at Microsoft and you see that Sony has sold 72% of next gen consoles, you might want to do some things like grab Bethesda. Yeah. No, they're like, we're going to buy everything. Everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing, but they still, like I said, the, the PS, the PlayStations have always just been more popular. Yeah. Just going to be the same, I think. And so we, we were speaking about backwards compatibility before, so I do want to talk a little bit about it for PS4 and PS5 really quickly. Like we did mention, there are going to be all the games except for those 11. Um, there's, so, you know, that's going to be over 4,000 titles. Uh, you can also play via PSVR on the PS5. Uh, you will also be able to use your PS4 game discs on a PS5 console with a disc drive. So as long as you have the, the version that has a disc drive, you can pop in your PS4 game disc. You might need to download an update select the game um and then you'll just be able to play it as if it were on ps4 you can also transfer digital games from a ps4 to a ps5 console as well you can transfer uh digital games and save data from the ps4 to the ps5 using wi-fi data transfer you can also install a ps4 digital game on a ps5 uh you just go to the library select the game you want to play and if you already downloaded it just um if you haven't already downloaded it just it's sim- it's as simple as selecting download uh there are also upgrade you're also able to upgrade eligible ps4 games to the ps5 version um obviously i don't know all the eligible ones there is a list somewhere on the playstation supports 
system. And as for the compatible controllers on the PS5 console, the DualShock 4 wireless controller, which we have on the PS4, uh, will work on the PS5 with supported PS4 games. I also don't know which games those are uh, currently. I also saw recently, I think it's like Rock Band or uh, Guitar Hero, one of those, like the peripherals will also work for, I believe it was PS5, which I was like, wow, that's that's great. And I believe that is everything for backwards compatibility. I know there are some limitations with like the share button and stuff, but other than that, that's it for backwards compatibility. So that's the boring stuff. Now the fun stuff. So first up, there was that teardown of the PS5 system. And I am not a computer whiz. I have not built a computer. I have friends who have built computers. I'm just always too scared to even think think about building a computer. But when I was watching this teardown, there were two things that stood out to me. Um, one of them was I knew that we would be able to take the plates off of the front and back of the PS5. I did not know that it was literally as simple as clicking them out. I had such huge Nintendo Switch click in and out like the click sound Joy-Con nostalgia when he popped off the front and back plate of the PS5 and I almost screamed because the first thing I thought about was oh my god I'm gonna pop those things off send them to someone and have them paint me some really awesome Persona 5 um, face covers for my PS5 and it's gonna look fucking sick and I cannot wait to see the customization that people do with just being able to so easily pop off those um, those front plates on the PS5. Um, how did you guys? How do you guys feel about that? I love any kind of customization you can do, especially if it's easy. Like I live for the the, the those systems that offer it because not enough do. Like it's even rare, it's honestly, to even have systems aside from handheld ones offer you enough a nice variety of colors. We're way past the days where those are those are readily available. So whatever any anyone offers the ability to just customize, I mean, I definitely appreciate that. I really do. Yeah, like they're they're obviously they're not offering it, but literally when I saw it, I was sure. like, "Oh my god, yeah. this is like this is this is just opening the floodgates in a way that uh, the Series X can't." You know, we can't yeah. we can't change the way the Series X looks. But I think I shared in Slack, you know, that that fan made uh, Spider Man case, like that is that one looks sick. Sick. It's really cool. Um, you know, it's really cool to see those, but it's a totally different thing when they're an actual possibility. Like, you know, like the, this. I don't have to go, uh, and I'm going to talk shit about Switch right now a little bit, but I don't have to go buy another $300 console to, you know, edit my dock stand. I can literally just pop these things out, get them, you know, custom painted, and get them back and just, you know, have this really cool looking uh, futuristic PS5 machine. Uh, but the other thing that stood out to me in the teardown was uh, the fact that you had to unscrew the stand um, and then screw it on the bottom of the PS5. Uh, I think a lot of people, I saw some people that were complaining about that, which I think is so stupid. They, I really love the user-friendly 
the user friendliness of that uh, because when you unscrew the screw, you stick it in the slot and then you turn the slot and the screw locks in. You won't lose it. Like that is, that is, those are the little quality of life things that I'm just like, whoever thought of this needs a fucking raise because I'll be the person to want to switch it from standing up to, to laying flat and I'll put the screw somewhere and I'll fucking lose it. That is not an option here. You just pop the screw inside the, the, the base and then turn it and it locks in there until you need it again. And then they have the little uh, circle to pop into the back of the ps5 so you're going to make sure that you don't get dust in that hole and then you just click it in and now it's laying sideways like that is it's just like things like that and also the ability to change the ssd that is a big one um how did you guys feel about uh any of that or anything that you wanted to talk about uh for the ps5 teardown if there's anything um I saw, I was reading something about the PS5 teardown and someone commented like, oh, this is like a Lego adult set. <laughs> I love which that. I, which I, yeah, which is, I think is pretty I cool. I love that. Because, you know, Legos, Legos are the freaking best. They're um, always fun. Yeah, but it, everything you said, like, the, because I saw, like, before, before I saw the, before I saw the actual teardown, I read the comments just because I like to see how toxic Twitter can get sometimes. Um, and yeah, people were complaining about like, Oh, like they, they put in quotations user friendly but i have to do all this work to change the ssd or to you know change the way it's standing and honestly um shut up like, <laughs> yes day. yeah like it and, and it was it's, it's something that's kind of been happening around the game universe is game gamers are getting kind of lazy but i'll go into that a lot later um but like i think it's again it's like you said i can't lose the screw now and again i'm just like you I will lose anything. It can be in my hand, and I will lose it within five seconds. Um, uh, something that I do like that they did show when they did the teardown was the size of the fan. Now I don't know. Yes, that huge fan. Yes. Fan. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what a normal normal gaming fan looks like inside one of the consoles because I'm too afraid to open up my PS4 or you know my Switch or anything. Um, but that fan. Is and again, even when they, you know, in, during the teardown, I think it was during the teardown, but like you know, they turned on the PS5 so you can hear it, and the fact that it doesn't sound like there's a Black Hawk military helicopter landing inside my room <laughs> is so it's relaxing to me because as someone who you know who record who does video game content for YouTube or someone who usually plays online with other people over a headset the fact that i don't have to shout to be heard because the stupid fan is overpowering me is it it makes me feel good like Mm -hmm. it literally gives me a feeling of just zen and to most people it's not a big thing but i'm easily annoyed by noise so something like the fan shouting at me it, it it and it was also like as far as i remember because i was talking to my friends about it too the whole fan sounding like it's on overdrive thing isn't something that stuck with the PS4 for very long. It's something that kind of started quote unquote recently. And again, I don't remember what my old PS4 used to sound like, but I do think that's the case. So I, we don't know what's been causing that. But again, the fact that the fan is so big and it's going to give me a quiet playtime is just so it's nice to know. 
The other thing is that I too am afraid of changing the uh, anything in any of my systems. Like I won't unscrew anything at all. But man, the 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 thing that I noticed the most was that after seeing that teardown, I am not afraid of going to purchase a, a, an extra uh, SSD to pop into my PS5 because seeing how easy it is, you literally just unscrew it and like slot it in. Now, of course, it is not as easy as just sticking the 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 uh, tear the the uh, what is that thing called on the Xbox? The uh, like... we know what you're talking about the the extend extended extended external hard drive. Yes. Yeah, the yeah. the little the Seagate thing. I can't remember the name yeah. of it right now. Oh my god! Yeah, but obviously, for the Xbox, you just stick that thing in there, and you have an additional one terabyte. Obviously, that's so much easier than having to take apart uh, a console. But the PS Five is so easily like taken apart that I feel like I can do this, and that is not the way I felt for any of my consoles. Like I don't even want to open up my Switch. But I feel like this is uh, this is really user friendly and really easy to do. And the other big thing about that is that the the external storage for the Series X, as far as I'm aware, is and correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as I'm aware, is coming from Microsoft. It has to come through Microsoft, which means that Microsoft is going to be able to um, set the price for that and get the, the the money from it. Whereas for the PS5, we can buy whatever external hard uh, drive we want and just pop it in. So yeah, it is a little bit more work, but I don't have to pay $200, $250, $300 for a one terabyte of storage when I can get it from Amazon for much cheaper and it'll just work with my PS5 and save me money in the end. So that just, that entire like presentation made me feel good about that and it made me feel like I'm saving money and it made me feel like it's something that I can do and that's coming from someone who doesn't want to build a PC because they're too scared to mess it up who's never opened up any console ever because they're also too scared to mess it up so I really just was like amazed at what we were able to see with the teardown of the PS5 um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about uh, the teardown before we move on to the UI not for me nah, I'm good I feel like I'm, I'm good I feel like I'm hyping this up I'm so excited guys I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Uh, so <laughs> we also got the video of finally the PlayStation 5 user experience. Uh, this video came out today, earlier today. I think it was like a shadow drop, like randomly a state of play where we got to see the user experience. Yeah, this morning I was like, wait, what? There's a state of play? Oh my goodness. I got to yes. watch this. <laughs> where we got to see the user experience of the PS5. Uh, there were a lot of notable things, some standouts to me, and then you guys can tell me what your standouts were and how you feel about it. Uh, first of all, it looks really stylish. Like, it's very pretty. Like, it is different from the current UI on the PS4, which is uh, always nice. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed the way it looked, but probably my favorite things shown off during this were some uh, serious quality of life improvements. And those include things like uh, being able to see the progress you have on a game. Which is a big one for me because if I stay away from Breath of the Wild for a week and I come back, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing, where I'm going. So the ability to be able to 
uh, hop into a video game, see a list of things that you have to do. So you know what you're doing, you know what you're missing, you know what you need to do. That is so huge for me. The other huge thing was that it will be able to tell you, um, based on your play experience, how long it'll take you to complete those missions, which is also another big thing. I do want to know that it's going to take me 30 minutes to do this task versus an hour and 50 minutes to do, or two hours to do this task, because that will help me plan out the way I'm going to play this game. And hopefully, help me plan out um, how to uh, create time to play games. So that was also another really cool, really big thing for me. Um, I, I was super excited about that. Also really excited about the picture-in-picture ability um, that we'll be able to get with the PS5. Uh, I was just recently watching my my friend um, share play Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I can't wait to watch Gabe share play with me when he finally plays it. Um, but as we all know, that takes up your entire PlayStation 4 screen. Now, being able to still play my game and um, be able to put them in the corner and picture in picture and watch them also play that is is super cool. There's just a, a ton of quality of life things. Um, what what stood out to you guys? To me, to me for sure, it's just. It's all those little things you mentioned, man. It's just like nothing, nothing out of the like the UI is very pretty. I absolutely love it. I love the progress, right? I love the fact that the share screen can be in the little little box there, right? And even that, if you're sharing a screenshot to someone, they'll now have a thing where they'll be like, "Hey, this might be a spoiler. You really want to look at this picture?" And then they could choose whether or not they want to look at it. Or the fact that you can get hints if you're like really stuck on something so you can figure out how to get to a certain thing in the game. Like none of that by itself is like all of it is like cool, but none of it by itself is great. It's just the fact that all of that is coming with the new user interface experience all together is like very exciting. It's just like a you always appreciate any quality of life things you can get, right? But when it comes all at the same time. This is the exact opposite of what we were talking about, the Xbox, where the UI got improved on the Xbox One. And this is something we're going to be looking forward to when the PS5 comes out. All these little improvements that, honestly, stuff like this, like, put aside graphics or, or performance or whatever, it's just, like, little UI changes like this that I really feel like harkens the new generation to me, anyway. And I also really like that the PlayStation Store is now part of the experience, so that should hopefully make it a lot better. Yes! Oh my gosh, I'm going to really appreciate that. But yeah, no, just all the little things added up to something that I was like, dang, man. Next gen is going to be so cool when we load up. And um, I really like that load up sound. It's just it's just very comforting to the ear. It just makes me tingly. <laughs> like it makes me tingly. Every time I hear the load up sound, I'm going to think about Burger King now. Like, You know, for all, it's, it's going to be the same for me. It's going to be yeah, the same for me. Like, I ain't going to lie. The, the fact that that's how like they kind of teased it, I'm like, look, bro, it's just, I just every time I turn on the stupid PS5, I'm gonna want to buy a burger from Burger King now. I'm gonna Gabe is just gonna become wimpy from Popeye. I don't know if that's, anyone yeah. knows that. Yeah, that's exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, but me, to me, the UI looks like I'm gonna focus when, t- when I'm talking. I'm gonna focus more on like just how it looks over all the other features, like you guys mentioned. But like, like. I mean, Jarrell said it a lot nicer and, you know, stuff, but it looks hot. Like, it looks hot. Like, <laughs> it does, though. Like, I, don't, it I, don't know, I don't know how else to say it. Like, I'm looking at some of the screenshots right now. And they have one of the home screen with Ratchet and Clank, and it's just, it looks hot. Like, to me, the, the PS4 home screen, like, it kind of annoyed me because everything was so big and in your face. It was like, oh, like this is the game you're playing. Now here's everything in the PlayStation Store about it, and here's all the achievements that people over the world have played about uh, have have 
done during the game. And it's like, look, I don't care about that stuff. But like, I, like the fact that I don't know how to describe it because you got to see it, but like everything seems condensed, but not condensed in a way where like it's hard to look at and it's too tiny for you to look at. Like it's almost like they, they sized everything kind of perfectly and put it in the appropriate spot. And it's just, again, it looks hot. Like, it looks sleek. Like, if there's any better way to describe this, and I'm probably going to get some hate for this, it reminds me of the iOS software, where it's simple. those cards? Yes. Okay, sorry. Yeah, like, it's simple, it's it's sleek, and it's just, it looks good. It looks good. Yeah. And that's, that's, that, yeah, like, the UI to me is just, it's, excellent but again i'm gonna have to fight past the need to buy a burger whenever i start up my ps5 and i i think that 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 i that uh ios comparison is really really good you know when i saw the cards earlier and i saw like the way the ui works i was like oh my god look at these adorable little widgets on the ps5 screen uh with the ios 14 update like i was like wow this this looks it just looks really clean you know it looks really clean and it looks really easy although i will complain that I do think that when I was watching the video uh, when I got home, because I was watching it while I was at work because I'm a bad employee. But <laughs> when I watched it when I got home again, I was like, that's a lot of cards. Like they had a lot of um, they had a lot of cards. Like when you have, you know, one party open and another party open and then you have your game cards and your activity and all that stuff. I was like, OK, this is a lot, but uh, hopefully we'll be able to. And I think I think they said that we will be able to change it around a bit and maybe uh, delete some that we aren't using so it's not so many but it is very simplistic it's very simple but also what we saw was it that's why I said I don't think we're gonna have themes because it looks like every card is going to have a background that goes with it and we didn't really see any themes on the console so I don't think we're gonna have any themes because of that because I know that's what Brandon was talking about earlier but it looks as if we won't have themes but it all still just looks really really good the other thing I think that uh, that really impressed me was oh hello uh, speech to text on the 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 uh, controller is another Dude, that's a big game changer. one. That's such yes. a game changer. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, um, I'm so like I've gotten used to typing with a controller, so I'm really good at it now. But nothing beats. I really, I really, really hope it's good because nothing is going to beat being able to just talk and get that text up and just you know send it as quick as I I need to. Hey, somebody bring that to Switch. What? Man, leave Nintendo alone for now whatever i love nintendo um is there anything else you guys want to talk about about the uh the playstation ui no nah, i'm dandy i've said my piece that ui is looking good and can't wait for the ps5 yeah no it, it really does look good i like the rounded edges it is very ios but um i think it's like different enough from the xbox where it's like two different experiences which they always have pretty much kept up the xbox is kind of boxy and the ps4 and PS5 now is going to be kind of like rounded edges, a little bit smoother. I feel like they're it's pretty consistent with what we've seen from them. And I I do think the PS5 looks pretty good. Yeah, you know, um, honestly, I don't think they're too far off from one another. Uh, but it does just look like the, the personally, it does just look like the PS5 experience is just going to be so easy. Like that's that just is what has me so excited. Um, now before we end, because we're about to wrap up, because we're at the hour and a half mark. But before we end, I do want to talk about one last thing. 
which mm-hmm. is, of course, we're the console casters, like I said, so we're talking all about next gen. But next gen technically still does include the little engine that could, which is the Nintendo Switch. Um, yep. You know, we've got rumors of the Switch Pro out there. Haven't seen anything recently. Uh, but there was an article that said um, from Nintendo Life that was titled, Switch can break the traditional hardware cycle and become Nintendo's iPhone. So I do want to address Brandon. Of course, he is our Nintendo guy. Uh, by that, basically, this this article was kind of just, and people have also been saying that, you know, where do you go after you make the perfect hybrid? You know, you already, they've had the handheld uh, aspect covered. And if I'm not mistaken, they're no longer making the 3DS, correct? Right, that's done now. Um, so now the only handheld that you have is going to be the Switch Lite or the Nintendo Switch. And then they also cover the console version with the Nintendo Switch. So uh, how do you feel about that? Do you think there's no more innovation? Do you think we just uh, take the iPhone model where it's just, you know, for the next couple of years, just upgrade um, different iterations like the PS5, PS4 and uh, Xbox did? Or uh, will Nintendo continue to be their own thing and invent uh, down the line? Uh, or And, and do you think that the Switch Pro is a thing that's going to be coming? So, first off, let me say that Nintendo, one thing that they've always done, and I don't think this is ever going to go away in the history of the company, is their ideas, their wild ideas. They always have something in surprise, something that we never expect in terms of whether it be innovation or cool little idea or whatnot. Like, I think the fact that literally tomorrow, as of this recording, Mario Kart Live is coming out is an idea that I don't think anyone was really thinking about, like an AR like racing game. So going forward, I think they're always going to have something. Now, that being said, as far as the whole iPhone model just release upgraded switches. I think that's definitely a possibility, but we also have to consider that we're in new territory with the Nintendo Switch because um, this is the first time anyone has really done both a console and handheld hybrid. This is also big for Nintendo because in the past they've always had like a, a console, home console on the market and a handheld. So with the 3DS being discontinued, this is really the first time where there's this is their focus. I mean, they're doing a few mobile games as well on the side, but really their focus is on the Nintendo Switch. So it would make sense if Nintendo Switch is going to continue to be active as it is that they would want to do some revisions because because it is also on the handheld side. Nintendo has always done like uh, revisions to their handhelds. Like Game Boy had like so many models leading up to the Game Boy Color. There was the three different Game Boy Advance models. There was four DS models, and I think. I think there's like six 3DS models. There's like a lot of them. So if Switch is being treated in that same regard, you know, no, it would not surprise me if they would make different versions of the Switch. Like they already did the Switch Lite for people who only care about the handheld experience. And I think a Switch Pro could make sense in the context of like just being a more powerful Switch. Now, whether that's going to be a mid-console generation revision or a new console generation, I, I couldn't really t- tell you. What I do know, though, what I really feel I should say, is that this idea of having a console that you can take anywhere, being a console handheld hybrid, I really do not think that's going away. I think, you know, a lot of this stuff Nintendo, the, Nintendo is known for just throwing a whole bunch of ideas in the wall. Sometimes they stick and sometimes they don't. When it doesn't, they'll just like move on to something else. But this Nintendo Switch thing really stuck. It, like People are really into the idea of having a console they can take anywhere. I think going forward, no matter what things Nintendo will surprise us with, I think they would be absolutely crazy to drop this idea because it has worked for so many people. People just do not... I cannot imagine 
the reception it would take, like if Nintendo came out next generation and released a console that could only be played at home, and then maybe two years down the line have an only handheld system, people would be like, "Why are we doing this separate again? That's going backwards." Nintendo, like you know, I, I won't say they've always gone forward, but they've always tried new ideas. I think, yeah, I don't think the 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 hybrid model is going away. However, else they intend to surprise us, we shall see. As far as with our pros coming, you know, I think it's likely. This is new territory. A more powerful Switch I don't think is off the table, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the next-gen Switch. Uh, I mean, uh, Gabe, any thoughts? You've been telling me to lay the fuck off uh, Nintendo, so <laughs> now's your chance. All right. First of all, sir, I did not say it like that. Secondly, I agree with Brandon at the end there where a more powerful Switch is not off the table, and... It just makes sense to have the Switch Pro be more powerful than the current Switch. But the main thing that I hope is different with the Switch Pro is the... I'm trying to, I'm trying to not curse. Is the stupid Joy-Con drift. Like, I, I can't remember a time in the past where people had so much problems with controllers and it just be kind of like... Like, Nintendo said, yeah, we know there's a problem with it, and nothing has been done. It's been three years since the console has come out. Three years and a chance and some months. If, if you know, the Switch Pro, I think before they try out any new ideas, which I'm all for. I, You know, it's like Brandon said, Nintendo, they, they like to throw things out there. They like to try new things. That's all cool and stuff. But before you do that, don't do, don't, sorry, don't do, don't move on without fixing what's wrong with the switch because the switch is a great concept you know you can play it at home you can play it on the go you can attach the controllers and play it on the small screen but from what i especially from what i've heard when i've talked to my friends the joy con drift just ruins that experience and it's not cheap to replace them to pay i think it's 70 bucks if i'm remembering correctly to pay 70 bucks to get new Joy-Cons is ridiculous. Bruh, Joy-Cons are $80. Are they not $80? $80? Are they, you were, okay. you no, know, Jarrell, if you think they're $80, I trust you because you have like several. I have bought a lot. Yeah, I think... Yeah. I do think they're they might be 70 I got oh 70 God. from a number... Because the, the, the number 70 came, I was looking at something about Japan docking the prices down right. over it's there. Now, and it said now going to be 70 in Japan. Yeah, oh, okay, no, yeah, so it is, is 80. still ridiculous. It's like yeah, right it, now it, on GameStop, it, it, it's 80. Fuck them. Do you know how much yeah, money Nintendo's taking from me? That's exactly. That's, that's <laughs> a ridiculous <laughs> oh amount of money. Um, but yeah, so I think if they're going to make a Switch Pro, make it more powerful. Go ahead and do that. If you want to throw in a new feature onto the Switch, do that too. But for the love of God, fix your Joy-Cons. Like... I also want to throw in a for the love of God. For the love of God, give themes? us themes. Yes, man. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> oh my God. Why do we not have themes yet? I'm dying out here. I had so many cool things for my 3DS. Yeah, it's and really it's sad. that the 3DS Switch doesn't have any. Uh, and and just to jump in really quickly because we're running over, but one of the one of the reasons that I'm so hard on Nintendo is because I think a lot of these things are fixable. The fact that we're paying eighty dollars, I have a shit ton of Joy Cons. Like I won't tell you how many, but I have a shit ton of Joy Cons. I've taken a picture before and posted it on Twitter. No, I have a shit ton. You know, no, but um, the <laughs> fact that they're eighty dollars to drift in like, and I take care of my stuff. Like I am a person who actually is. I, I'm very careful with all of my electronics because they cost 
costs a lot of fucking money. Yo, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the saying, but when you start paying for your own shit, you make sure you take care of it. That is so true. Like, yeah, what? damn right. And I, I bought, I bought five Nintendo Switches at this point. And I have an excess amount of, of um, Joy-Cons. And for some reason, no matter how well I take care of them, there's always a fucking issue. And that is so annoying to me. Like, the fact that I pay $80 for Joy-Cons only for, you know, some of them to work for two years, some of them to work for two months, um, and then have Drift, and I've got to, you know, go out of my way to get some alcohol and put it underneath the, 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 the controller, the joystick, to try to get it fixed. Or the most annoying part is sending in my Joy-Con to be fixed by Nintendo but being told that I might not get the same fucking color back. I spent $300 on an Animal Crossing fucking Switch so that I can get those Joy-Con colors. And if you tell me that you're going to send me back some basic-ass red and blue, I, I'd rather fucking have that shit drift. Whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's wrong with the red and blue? It's basic. I'm, there's nothing wrong hey, with it. But hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll, hey. I'll, def- I'll defend Jarrell a second there. I don't there's think he's necessarily the, attacking the colors. I'm not. I hope he's not. I'm I not. think it's the fact that these are unique as Animal Crossing yes, Joy-Cons. That's my and point. if you're going to be getting some basic ass shit for your limited edition stuff, hell no. Exactly. I already have red and blue. I spent $300 hey. on this to hey. get these Joy-Cons, and you're going to give me the same red and blue I already have? That's unacceptable. Um, I you know, absolutely agree with you. You should, because I make sense. Uh, there, you see, <laughs> no, all right. Now I'm going to go back to Oh, my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, it's that. It's, you know, I, I think battery can, battery life can be a little bit better on the Switch. I think the dock is just really badly designed. You know, we still had those issues where people were, like, having uh, scratches when the, when the system was docked. There are a lot of things that haven't been fixed. Uh, you know, I'm sure Kelly can appreciate the fact that you can get an Xbox Series S for the same price as a Nintendo Switch, which I brought up before. And, you know, those two consoles, uh, the power level in them is very different. Now, I understand completely, and I'm not, I shouldn't even be comparing them, but I understand that one of them, you know, is a handheld, you know, probably primarily a handheld with the way I think a lot of games. Oh, and that's another complaint that I have. A lot of games aren't optimized to be both. So, it, you know, there are, there are situations where you can only play games handheld and you can only play games um, on TV, and they, they don't that, work both ways. That was a very good point. Yeah, it's the whole gimmick, and your first-party title, some of your first-party titles can't even benefit from the gimmick. Like, there's a lot of <laughs> issues. <laughs> you, yeah, Sorry? like, I, I'm playing Breath of the Wild now, and I think one of the reasons I can continue to play it is because I, I'm actually using a pro controller. I tried playing that handheld, um, I actually, actually, n- never mind. I, I we're going over time, and I won't go into that conversation. Uh, I love my Switch. Um, I think the PS5 is huge, and that the only thing I'm sad about is that uh, tra- taking that thing to a friend's house to play is almost a no go. <laughs> with how big that thing is like we've only seen one guy you know standing with it and maybe he's tiny or you know maybe the console's just that big it's kind of like when uh, they showed off the iphone 12 mini and they had that guy with huge hands holding it and i was like oh my god but his hands are fucking huge so i'm sure it's bigger than that um the 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 yeah the ps5 is huge so it's gonna be really hard to take it around uh the series x i think is smaller than the ps5 but um i like that's so much easier and much more portable and i I'm saying this as someone who does sometimes take their console around to uh, game with friends. Uh, that's why the Switch is the Switch does so well. It is the handheld console. It is the one you can throw in ba- in your bag and travel with. And I really want a Switch Pro. I really want to be able to have 1080p. Like 
I, 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 the Vita looks so pretty, damn it. Like, Breath of the Wild can look so much better, damn it. Like, these games can look Actually, and do I, better. Quick, quick, quick point about Breath of the Wild, and you're going to argue this. Um, Breath of the Wild actually wasn't supposed to be a Switch game. It was supposed to be a Wii U game, yeah, and that's, the, that's why it I know that's why it looks so bad. No, I, com- mm. I am I am. 100% hey, it doesn't aware. look so bad. Stop being a bully. All right, whatever. Uh, no, I'm I'm 100% aware because, you know, it, it had to be able to run on the Wii U as well. I get that. Uh, but, you know, games that are coming out right now, there's not a single reason that I shouldn't be able to pay $300 and get this uh, handheld on 1080p. And it also should work on my TV in the same way that I'm going to pay $300 for a Series S and be able to get that at 1440p. Or, hell, pay $400 for a uh, uh, PS5. Um, that's how much a PS5 is, right? 400 bucks? PS5 digital, 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 digital yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so uh, for $100 more, $100 more, I can read off all the shit that I'm getting on a PS5. At this point, give me a, a Switch uh, Switch Pro, give me themes on it, uh, fix the Joy-Con issue, and, you know, start there, Nintendo. I love you. I love my Switch. It's my best friend. I've spent a lot of money. Like I said, I bought five Switches. I have a shit ton of Joy-Cons. I I am invested. Stop making me waste money. I went off on the rails. Uh, I'm going to end this podcast now. Is there anything else that you guys want to say really quick before I end? We're reaching the almost two hour mark because we talked Microsoft for life. Yes, Microsoft for life. That's that's literally going to be me, guys. I am the I'm I'm happy I'm hosting this because I'm a little bit of everything. I'm I'm about to be Microsoft for life with Game Pass. I I got a genuine laugh. When Nolan posted that gif of SpongeBob saying "You like Xbox now, don't you?" Trump? Yes, because I like been... that was a, that was a hearty laugh. Like that. I laughed too. I laughed too because I've been the PlayStation guy for so long, but I just keep tweeting about how excited I am about Xbox right now, and like, how can you not be? It's really, it's really, really so pro consumer. It's, it's, it's yeah. I'm yeah. I'm at the point where I'm just like I think I'm gonna buy exclusives on PS5 and play everything else with Game Pass. Like that's. That's how if close you're getting I am. both, then you should, yeah. Um, to that to that point, yeah. Like, man, I'm trying to save money out here. It's rough. Like, it, we're still in COVID. It is rough out here. So, yeah, I'm definitely. Uh, you know, Microsoft is pulling me in, and I like the tower. I love my PS5. I love my Switch. It's beautiful. I actually want to switch light. Okay, I'm done. Uh, anything else you guys want to throw out? <laughs> I'm good. No, nah, I'm good. Wow. Oh, we got- rubbing it in he's got all these next gen <laughs> consoles some of yeah, us have nothing I, I stayed up until five o'clock in the morning to get a pre-order I, guys you know i'm okay yeah I'm, I'm, you're gonna be some, so, some, some, be some people somehow here are, are playing on their sandbox too with the stick with, with a literal stick yeah, I am literally... You're gonna, you're gonna be that kid I see in GameStop, and I'm gonna punch you to get the box out of your no, head. No, look, look. I'm okay, we're gonna guys. get GameStop, and we're gonna, like, wait outside for kids to come out. <laughs> wow, they... You see this, Brandon? We're literally... They're teaming up. This is a first. Like, this is dangerous. <laughs> Desperate times here. Like, I got nothing still. Yeah, like, I don't wanna be... I don't wanna be that one kid on Christmas that everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm playing the new game on the ps5 and i'm like that's cool i just booted up skyrim on my ps4 for the oh, third time today damn don't worry guys i'm on the lookout for you both we're gonna we're gonna by the time the console casters reach november 10th and 12th are those the dates 
Yes. 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 Oh, good. Good. Okay. By the time the consoles cast console casters reach November tenth and twelfth, we will all have secured our preferred uh, console. I hope we're gonna make it happen. We're gonna make it happen. It's gonna work. It's gonna work. Anyway, uh, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you guys for joining me for another week. This is going to be a really long one, but a really good one. Hopefully, if you've stayed with us this long, thank you. Thank you for everyone who comes back. Thank and you guys so much. Every week. It's been really awesome to just see our, our podcast grow. Um, thank you, Gabe and Kelly and Brandon for uh, taking the time to talk to me. I know this was a long one, but I appreciate you guys, you know, going through and your passion. I can't wait to see how we're going to uh, continue to talk going forward. With the release of these brand new consoles. Uh, uh, and it's been a great time with the console casters. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.